What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by ashford.edu slash ham and the DraftKings app, promo code ham and manscaped.com, promo code ham and mybookie.ag, promo code ham1 and upstart.com slash ham. All right, Saturday, Niners Vikings. What a scene it was. Feels like ages ago now, John. It feels like uh, when the Niners went to halftime up by four and people, I don't know, you were at Levi Stadium. Did did did, were, did it get tight when Jimmy threw that interception before halftime? Yeah, I just think that he had looked shaky. Like, even a couple of the plays that he made, the the wobbler to Bourne, a couple he of got the hit. balls. He got hit on that play. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great it play. It was intended for Bourne, I don't think. But yeah, I don't know who it was intended to. He made a hell of a catch. But there were a couple of plays just behind guys. Debo made a great pa- uh, catch. Even one to Sanders on a nice scheme. He just... I mean, it just looked a little shaky. And there's playoffs. I, I like, thought you know, watching it back, John, I, I thought he made some really nice throws in the game. The, the the throw he made before the Debo fumble that Jimmy blocked on was fantastic. Who did he throw it to on that one? I think it was I think it was Debo Samuel to the near side sideline on TV, right at the stick. Yeah, he. I, I, when I say shaky, I, I, his standards are high right now. We're we're thinking Super Bowl. Like that's the like he's a. He's the quarterback for a super, potential Super Bowl champion because that's they're 120 minutes away, and he's been guy. He was 11 and 19, and they won with fucking ease with ease. And let's not forget because I was kind of doing the oh they kicked the Vikings ass. That team's not slouches, right? I mean, it's like Griffin. We, we, we talked about their players all week long. They held Cook to what he did he even get 20 yards. They, they destroyed him. They destroyed him. So, Jimmy, part of, like, there's nothing wrong with being a game manager if you're going to the championship game or Super Bowl. And that's what he was yesterday. The one pick against a more potent offense. Like, if you do that against Rodgers, that's what, when I say shaky, like, they, he can get away with it against Cousins. He can't get away with it against Rodgers. Because yeah. the pick was, that's type pick on their own side of the 50, where it's like, God, he kind of threw it right to him. It's not like Kendrick's. To me, it's one thing when the linebacker's 6'4", like Earl Acker or Keekley. Kendricks is like my size. He's like 5'10". I mean, he's not very tall. 
five eleven maybe with the hair. I mean, he's just, it was a great play by him. But sometimes Jimmy just doesn't see things. Yeah, look, that, I mean, that, that's my one weakness with the Niners right now. It's just if Jimmy is off, you have a shot. If they have totally, to pass, totally agree, totally agree. But yeah. I also think, to me, he's unique when we use game manager, which I thought was I think is fair. But he is more talented than most guys. He like he can flip the switch when you need to go. All right, we're gonna have to throw the ball thirty five times today. He can still win you that game too. One million percent. And that, I'm not putting him in Alex's category at all, or even Ryan Tannehill's category, or anything like that. He's already proven he's not. But to me, that is your one. Like, can Nick Bosa play? Like. You know, is Nick Bosa going to be elite? You know, I got that. Yeah. Is Armstead going to make plays? Is Warner going to tackle? Is fucking Mozart going to run people over? Is Kittle going to, and use Jack going to dominate in the run game? Like, I, I don't have any, like, check, 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 check. Is Jimmy going to throw no picks? Like, uh, pencil? <laughs> that's, just, that's just the one area where you just, you don't know. So when I say shaky, I don't mean he's scared or nervous no, or no, anything. It, it's just, Part Not of it too, and and I think sometimes this isn't fair. We don't do this enough in sports because it's not fun to do. Guy, he's playing fucking Mike Zimmer, easily a top three defensive mind in the league. Who's mixing up coverages? Who's got a guy floating this way, floating that way, running this guy there? Has a lot of who did he just fool the previous week? A guy going straight to Canton. So there's nothing wrong with getting fooled by Mike Zimmer, and that's just that's the great part about the playoffs. Like makes Lamar Jackson look pedestrian. Like, that's the playoffs. It's just Mike Pettin, who's been a defensive coordinator. I think this is going to be – he was uh, Rex Ryan's guy those two years when they went to the AFC Championship game. So, this guy's been – like, he's a high-level defensive mind. Texas Nagy, early in the season, he thinks he's, like, one of the best defensive minds in the league. Well, you think he's going to go up to Robert Sala pregame and be like, hey, man, dodge the bullet. <laughs> I, I mean, that's – do you think if – would you look differently at this week and this game if you were like, Robert Saul is the next head coach of the Browns? Would that be a wrinkle that you'd be like, whoa? No, I don't think so. I don't like, think well, so. Well, Paul is doing everything anyway. In ter- yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, don't worry, Robert. I'll, I'll hire the staff. <laughs> we'll just we'll send you the itinerary uh, whenever you're out. Um, no, I don't think I would look at it differently. But anyway, back to, to the Vikings. I, I think you make good points about Zimmer. I, that game kind of played out the way I thought it would, which is it'll be close at halftime, and then as long as the Niners are leading, they can do what they do, which is run the rock 47 times. Tevin Coleman looked good, by the way. Did you see Kyle's kind of like after the game, you know, the Niners tweeted like out a minute clip from the locker room, and he's like, what did I tell you guys? The number was 30. Whoever got to 30 rushes was going to win this game. And then he goes... We got 47, and their number was like 12. 21. Or 21. Oh, no. So, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> 10. 10. So, and the place yards. went ape shit. Yeah. So, but how many, but how many rushing attempts yeah, is 10. what he was saying? Yeah. yeah. 10 rushing attempts. For how many yards? 21. Yeah, that's rough. So, if th- that was a 1 million percent 49ers win. If you said Dalvin Cook, how many did Dalvin have? Was it 20? 9 for 18. If you said that Dalvin Cook had nine for 18, you'd be like, automatic loss. They what if no I told shot. you George Kittle has three for 16? Well, if you, I was thinking about this last night. Or maybe it was this morning when Baldinger tweeted out this thing about Juszczyk and Kittle and how they're just killing people in the run game. Every time I look down, every fucking time, 
on the opposite side of the zone run, whichever side it was, or the, the strong side where they were running it to, 85 was like getting up. You could tell he just had a war with 97 or 99, where it's like, oh, here we go. And just they just go, and he shoves them. And it was like Kittle and Juszczyk, and Baldinger in his tweet was like, Juszczyk didn't touch the ball. He didn't run it, or they didn't throw it to him. One time, he was on the field, I think, 50 snaps. And like their team, those two, made, like they make this thing go. And that, to me, kind of speaks of like, they, they, those two guys, even Kittle, can really impact the game if he has no catches. And we, we had said coming into the game, what if he had no catches? I'd be like, oh, they're in trouble. Well, they, they could also run for 190 yards and just control the game. And that's kind of essentially what they – they didn't need George to catch – they didn't need really anybody to catch the ball. And their weakness guy – and that's the thing, like – the thing you see the thing that went viral about Joe Judge is like, thing I learned from Belichick – you don't take a round peg into a square oh, hole. Yeah, and everyone's the, like, oh, 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 yes. He. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. Well, it, it, you should attack weaknesses on another team. Yes. Well, the weaknesses for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, yeah, not- get excited for Gettleman's round pegs. <laughs> yeah. the, the weaknesses for the Minnesota Vikings are number 22, probably the best safety of the decade beside Earl Thomas, is going to cover George. So it's going to be tough. Like That's a blue chip matchup. Their weaknesses are their corners. So where did Kyle... They were throwing it outside the sticks, right? Like, Kyle is... He doesn't even talk, he doesn't even talk like that, thank God. We just don't... Like, cliche bullshit. He's like, yeah, we're just going to attack whatever we think that they don't do good. Like, no shit. And that's what he was doing. And that's... They knew that... And you can do that. And then you get the lead, you control the clock. I mean, it's a pretty basic formula. Just like the Vikings clearly wanted to run the ball. And then they could not. And then they tried to throw it. And they did. I'll give them credit. Like, what's the Niners' big weakness? Akilah Weatherspoon. Yeah. And what was the first drive? Bang, bang, boom. Pretty sweet touchdown. Did you notice? I was, I was, had a, had a little ease edible, and I'm in bed rewatching it. He fucking takes the ball. I noticed it live. He threw the ball so fucking far. No, it almost got to the concourse. Digs, because Jimmy, I think, got fined for it last week, didn't he? For throwing the ball into the stands after a touchdown. Are you not allowed to do that? I don't think you are. Did, no. Diggs, of course, I swear to God, guy, on that set, I guess it would be the north end zone. Yeah, it'd be the north end zone. He he came close to the concourse. Like, he he fired that ball up there. And it thought, like, whoa, they got a weak, like, they got a blue chip guy and the Niners' second corner sucks. Akello out, Mosley in, even though Mosley's not Sherman, he's not bad. I mean, he'll tackle. It's just made it a lot more difficult, and they weren't able to just hammered the other side and for whatever reason Cousins a little later comes to Sherman's side throws it right to him and then you hear what Sherman said mad about being a zone corner or something well you just said he threw me a catchable ball basically think about this guy and this I, I I think that play summed up Kirk Cousins Richard Sherman is clearly the smartest DB in the league right now like he knows your routes because he's mad he's like People think that Thielen just stopped. I knew he was running the curl, so I just went there. And that so that's Richard why gets he so, okay. So Richard gets really angry, and I get it because he's like, I don't get enough credit. I'm there. That's where the ball was supposed to be, and I'm sitting there. And Thielen stopped. Well, when you hear these guys, like especially like NFL Network shows, when it's like the wide receiver and quarterback just talking, especially the top guys, there is a little ad lib, like Cousins. And I wrote about this in the Athletic. Once he sees a pre-snap read. He's a robot. He's going there. So he thinks that he's going to run the curl and he's going to be able to hit it. Thielen realizes, oh shit, 
He's not even playing me to my other shoulder. He's going to be right inside. I got to stop or break it off. Cousins' inability, and this is where Jimmy's on a different level. Now, ad-libbing can also get you in trouble. Cousins can't ad-lib. Because under no circumstances, as Richard's sitting there with his fucking hands like this before he even gets rid of the ball, Cousins is robot, robot, throw. And Thielen stops, and they can't ad-lib on the side. Like, that's the type of play where you go, yeah, this guy wasn't worth the money. Because we have no shot to win a Super Bowl with that. You have none. And Richard gets credit because he knows what you're doing. But, like, Peyton Manning might tell his guy, like, hey, we're going to fake run the curl. He's going to jump in. Then you break off right last second, and we'll do it on the fly. That's, that's the great part about the NFL. It's like the ultimate chess game, and he doesn't have that capability. And maybe Paul DePodesta's guy doesn't have that capability. But when I see Richard pick that off, like, hey, guys, he knows your place. He does. He knows your routes. He's cheating because it's not even cheating. He just knows what you're going to run. So like that one thing that went viral about Ed Reed with Belichick, why not do it on fool the guy? Think of Make him think you're going to run what he knows you're going to run because that is what you're supposed to run and then do something the opposite. No one ever does that. And then it's just the cut. Because his well, couple the, picks that, this yeah, year. That's, that's the Ed Reed, Peyton. His couple picks this year. Right. And I, I see why he gets mad. Yeah. Don't his couple picks like hit him in stride? Like he's just sitting there waiting because he knows the route. It happened to Johnny. You're right. Well, it's not like, Johnny, but Baker. It's like being a shortstop. You don't get credit if all your plays look routine. But what if you have great range and you know what the pitch is going to be and you know the hitter's tendencies? And that's why you never have to make a diving play. Because you take or the outfielder, you take the most efficient routes. You have the best jumps. I think just, that's what you he can is. Read guy. the ball, and so that's Richard. Richard's the guy that never makes a diving play because he's better than the guy that does. Okay. Would you ever throw out Richard's side if you were the the like if you were the Packers? Well, I mean, to me, not by design, but like broken yeah, that, play. That, that, now that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, would you ever line up 17 on his side this upcoming week? Not if the alternative is to not line him up on his side. Well, you, well, you get to dictate right? it. You're, yeah. on, you're on offense. Why would Why you? Why would you choose to do that? Every time he's over there, to me, it's a Only waste. to be some sort of, yeah, I don't know. Decoy, I, I don't even know. Decoy for what? Because if get... you had to go, the Niners' weakness right now would be Jimmy can turn the ball over and the left corner. Like, whoever the left corner is is dramatically not as good as the other guy because the other guy happens to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Who is just like he makes that play yesterday? How many people around the league are so desperate for corners? Go, God, we could have. This guy was just a free agent off Achilles. Like his, the Richard Sherman comeback to the Niners this year, being their their team captain. I don't, I don't, I can't. I was about to say I have a gut feeling, but I don't know why I'd have a gut feeling. I don't know anything about it. Like it does kind of feel like. He's in the final couple guys to be man of the year. Well, that's right? what I said when we found out he was one of the, you know. You said it originally, and you were dead right. And now, like, the more they've won, it kind of just feels like, is it just going to be him? I don't know. Does it matter how but, much you yeah, win? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even pretend to have a gut. It, it, uh, could it just no, be like, go a guy that helped You've got a gut. You don't know why. I, it would be great if David Baker shows up to surprise him and give him the <laughs> award. David Baker, who I think the Packers might want to suit him up at right tackle. <laughs> oh, damn, see how big he is? What, I mean, Bochy's head is not bigger than David Baker's head. <laughs> I love how no comfortable chance. David Baker is, too. For people who didn't, he's the guy that – he runs the Hall of Fame or whatever, represents the Hall of Fame. When he when he said to Cower, and Cower's like, did you see that one? Mm-mm. The Jimmy Johnson one was good, but the Cower one, Cower did not get as emotional as Jimmy. But David Baker comes out while they're doing a segment, like while Cower and, and uh, Sims are breaking something down, 
And Cower obviously knows immediately, and he's kind of speechless. And Cower's like, David Baker starts going into his his pitch, his spiel. And Cower's like, "How are you going to do this to me right now?" You know, kind of laughing, like, you know, because he know he's afraid of getting emotional. And David goes, "Oh, it's okay, Bill. I'll come back later." And he starts to walk off. And Cower grabs his arm. He's like, "No, David, stay." <laughs> it's pretty good, but yeah. Anyway, um, I would say that was the most shocking thing of the weekend. By the way, I didn't know Bill Cower was like even in the mix to get in, but you know, he seems like a high character. Check guy. the stats. It, yeah, I mean, I did see his daughter's waiting there. It's a cool moment. Jimmy, daughter and his that was his, his wife, his daughter I, and his second wife. Oh, oh, because yeah. remember his wife died of cancer or That's whatever. Right. Yep. Turns out, I, I mean, there was a split second. Anyone that was watching, I didn't watch live. I had to rewound. I thought Jimmy was having a heart attack guy. Somebody like, tweeted so, at me, too. Like, <laughs> is he okay? And I was like, I, I got concerned. <laughs> me too. I was like, well, Terry can't save him. Uh, I could see Tony might, you know, kind of feels like he's been at the beach, knows a little Heimlich. Like well, he might you know, be- I bet Glazer's a fighter. I bet fighters all know, like, that oh, Glazer, yeah, Glazer would have his mouth around his mouth yeah, saving him. Fighters know. You know, a lot Jimmy, of things happen in the ring. Jimmy looks good, too, with, like, the Haberman hair. I don't think he'd go easily. You know, he's an old school. I think D lineman at Arkansas. Not on that right? day, John. Not when he finds out he's going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hell no. Now, football guy does not go out like that. Um, well, then you realize his whole crew, because I, I didn't really think about it either. You're like, oh, Tony's in. Howie's in. Strahan's in. Yeah. Terry's got four. He's in. Like that's it's not just a bunch of randoms up there. Aikman. Then they show Aikman, which was cool. Who's, was he? Did he was kind of in tears? Yeah, his eyes are always a little red, but it looked like he was in tears. How could he not? He, I mean, edible guy, you think, or just? <laughs> I think just a grinder. Yeah, dry eye, dry eye. Um, what were we talking about? The Niners, Jimmy Vikings. Cousins, what about this? What about this though? Okay, well, well here's. I do want your I thoughts mean, on Levi's before we move on too. But go to what you're going to say. Yeah, I thought. Well, I was going to get into just one other topic about yeah. Sala, just staying. But I, I, I thought Levi's, everyone around me, and, and just talking to different people, it's just this formula is pretty fucking simple. I'd... If if you win, in sports, but especially in like historic markets like the Bears, if the Bears stink for five years, the place is going to suck. If they go to back to back Super Bowls. It is going to be electric. Like Arrowhead with Scott Pioli when he was leaving Snickers wrappers and no one was picking it up and they won like four games and Hunt had Broken to fire theory, everybody. Yeah. Which Jed has referenced in the past. What do you think and about ultimately to. about that? Do you think Pioli regrets leaving the Snickers wrapper at the bottom of the stairs and waiting for two weeks and no one picks it up? Or do you think he's still I know this. Is if, adamant that it was the right move? If I... It depends also, mini wrapper, king size wrapper. Because if it's a king size, then yeah. I mean, some of you if guys you pick told up me that, ha- if you told me that happened, I would be. In, if and I was in charge, and you came to me and said, "I just ran," a st-, I'd be. In, I'd be pretty annoyed. I'd think anybody that walks that hallway regularly, I got I, that. That would piss me off. Yeah. So I'm not. What if I, I told you it was a Snickers mini, and the, you know it's kind of small? Again, two weeks. Now you could argue, you agree that if the wrapper so was bigger, like if it was a sni- if it was like a uh, M and M's king size peanut, you know, big yellow that's one outrageous. that you couldn't miss. That's yep. outrageous. But Belichick would say, "Just do your job. You know, let me worry about the janitor." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, Scott, I'm just Here's focused the- on myself. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, keep going. I won't. But I, my ultimate point is, the place got shit on. It wasn't really shit on that first year for noise when they went eight and eight. It was really getting shit on for the remember the turf like it was yeah. slippery slope it was it was uh, legitimately turf, terrible sun airplanes distance which whatever 
traffic ingress egress, which Kyle learned about. Okay, I, I, I'm going to give them credit. The traffic is dramatically easier now. It's and maybe it's just people are getting there super early. It's in out. I, I have no issues with the traffic. You just got to learn traffic patterns and all that stuff. I would say the sun. I sat on the sun st- side. It was 55 degrees, so the sun actually felt good. But I could see September. It's 90 degrees. The sun would suck. That's Look, not we've all been change. to the beach. Like figured out. Yeah. I, so the atmosphere <laughs> when you're bad, was, they, you don't want to be in your seats. When they're good, they'll sit in the sun. I mean, yeah. The, pla- the, the place was legitimately rocking. John, when bu- you sit in the sun at the beach. You don't sit in the sun on a, in a driveway. Why? Because one of them you're looking at the beach, and the other one you're looking at the street. The, the highlight of the game for the crowd. Bosa sack, gets a sack. Place goes nuts. Does not get up. Yeah. It felt like if Steph or Clay, you're at a game and they go down. Place goes silent. Could hear a pin drop. Then it goes on for a little too long. The 70,000 people start chanting, Bosa, Bosa. He gets up, jumps up, kind of runs off the field. Place goes apeshit. Kyle even said after the game, he's like, okay, was he milking a little bit yeah, once they started good. chanting his name? <laughs> it was funny. But that that was a highlight. So, yeah, the crowd is high-level NFL crowd, edginess. Pro, you know, and it's an NFL crowd, so it's like Chase Center crowd. Like, you, if they get the NBA Finals next year at Chase Center, it's going to be a lot of rich people. I mean, a lot of rich people. An NFL crowd is still, you know, people chanting like Antioch and Eureka and just, I mean... A lot of people just stumbling, you know. I mean, it's it's football. I mean, it's guys that it's also you know, eighty thousand people. Yeah, and that's the other. You know thing. my it thing. Is, you get eighty thousand people, enormous you'll, crowd. You'll get everything. But but don't you think when it's eighty thousand people and it's football, if it's eighty thousand people to see Elton John, it might not be as crazy, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. So you're getting an NFL game with a lot on the line, right? I mean, it's just an intense NFL game. People have paid a lot of money. People have been drinking, but actually at, a, at that, ter- like, I would imagine next week, the kickoffs at when? 340? Mm-hmm. You have a little more time. This one at, this kickoff was 130, so, yeah, so, I mean, you got an extra couple hours. But yeah. I, I think that, you know, the one thing that, remember, Mark Davis was big on, like, I love the tailgate, and I want to be able to tailgate. Right. The, the, they do have a lot of tailgate space there. Yeah. Part of that just area is there's just a lot of parking lot. Yeah. Just to hang. And then the other, to me, enormous story was at one moment in time, it felt like Sala might legitimately get the job during the game and even after the game. Like, it was kind of clear it was down to him and Stefanski. And a lot of people were just like, well, if you're just basing off that game, which... I would not. Yeah, well, as I was texting with Dickinson today. He's like, do you guys follow analytic people? They they put zero stock in a small sample size. Oh, that's a good point, too. Like, you think, is there a chance that Paul DiBodessa didn't even watch that game? He doesn't give a shit. Like, his mind's been made up really for a year. Which, Uh, sorry. So, you know, him staying. I got to hold it on my brown sticks. Yeah, him staying is a pretty big deal, guy, because if he would have left, like, that is just kind of a big question mark to the franchise. They got to replace the defensive coordinator when their defense is. Kind of carried him all taken, season, right? Not yeah, fuck. You'd think he would have taken one of Kyle's guys to call Mike his plays. McDaniel. Like if you're like, well, if you're going to come and you're going to hire a defensive coach, you're like, well, I'm going to hire Kyle's right hand guy to call our plays. We'll right. have him fix Gianni. Actually, I, I started doing the math. Baker. I'm like, maybe he, <laughs> yeah, John Baker. Well, that's kind of sad, but that's who I'm thinking of. It. I thought maybe that does make a little sense. Like they've realized it, it's not offense or defense. They need a leader. He blew yeah. him away. He promised them he's got one of Kyle's guys to save their quarterback. I'm like, it kind of does make some sense. They're king of outside the box. 
And then I just go back like, well, he was kind of uniquely suited. He'd been with Pete Carroll forever. He went with Gus. Like, this is his defense. The guys clearly like him a lot. Like, it, it would have been a pretty big body blow whether they won the whole thing or not. Like, that would have been a big loss. To me, the other thing I started thinking, to your point, when you started thinking, okay, I think he's going to take this job, is... Do you think he takes it if he's offered? Because it kind of felt yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Because mostly NFL coaches take jobs they're offered, with the exception of Josh McDaniels, and, right? I, doesn't large. it feel like Josh is a borderline outlier at this point in time? Like, yeah. Kind of just and maybe going. part of it is he can always fall back on, like, look, I'll just be Bill's. I'm young enough. Like, whatever. I can ride it out for eight more years till Bill's gone. I'll just take that job. Like, maybe he's just... Well, he's like, hey, idiots, you guys don't realize this, but when I flipped on Indy, the Crafts gave me $6 million a year. I don't know what the number is, but I yeah. know it's not two. So the one thing I was thinking logically, if you're, couldn't you argue if you're Cleveland, like, look, we're pretty good on defense. Let's be great on defense and then just get solid. Let's get a coach that we think will make us great on defense and we'll just get, just get incrementally better on offense. That logic yeah, we got, work. We got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb will run the ball and play D. And, who, and Robert's like, I learned that Take, style from Pete yeah, Carroll. That would have been my pitch. It's like, hey, man, look, the key here is not let's make Baker great so we can carry us. It's let's not make Baker carry us. That would have been right. And I, okay, you here's know, what Robert, we did. It'd be a good pitch. Yeah, here's what we did in Seattle from 2011 to 15 when I was Here's what there. we're doing right now in San Francisco. Oh, we got Nick Chubb? Cool. I, I, I thought by I was going to bed, I'm like, I thought it was like 10, 90, no chance he's getting the job. Because I think Ben Volan or someone had reported a couple days ago like he was not getting the job. And then he came back to life. I got Dustin Fox tweeting nonstop, like, this is getting crazy. This is getting crazy. And then I'm texting with Dustin. I'm like, does he have a shot to have the job? He's like, fuck yeah, he does. I kind of thought we were going to wake up and 50-50 was going to get the job. So then when they give it to Stefanski, which makes complete sense when you realize the way the analytic guys think, they were not up in arms over this the last 24 hours. He had decided. He was just waiting for Jimmy to give him the thumbs up. You're in charge, Paul. And he's like, okay, I'm taking Stefanski because that's the guy I wanted last year. The Niners, you know, avoided. You and I had been texting back and forth, and I know a lot of people followed this just online, like, I get where it's like, you know, Robert Sala deserves this job. But can we also acknowledge that he probably just dodged a major bullet? <laughs> like, that's – like, I, I think it's pretty clear. Like, the Chiefs now kind of feels like the Chiefs are the AFC team. I mean, they got they got the dude at quarterback. And they have an elite play caller with special players around them. Like, they're not going anywhere. But it kind of feels like – this Niner rocket ship, they got an elite coach. They got some really good young players. They're going to be around for a little bit. And don't worry, man. The Browns job will be there next year. <laughs> but I just think like. It's like well, they interviewed Salah last year. But like, what about this guy? We'll next, next year, year. Mike Zimmer gets fired. You know, it's just uh, Robert Salah's stock is going to be good. Like yes, he's clearly an intelligent guy. He's a likable guy. He's a good coach. Players love him. He's highly thought of. I think, I and you and I talked earlier that did I say on this pod about how Mike Lombardi said it took him eight years, Bill Belichick, yeah. to even get an interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it just I, – I think he'll be better equipped. Like, it is a big-time job. And, and I know the money's outrageous, and I can't – I've never made $1.4 million. I'm just going to guess that's what Solomon makes, between one, one and 1.4. Never made that much money. But I can't imagine if you made that much money. You're like, I know he lives on a country club. He plays golf all the time with Tim Ryan. Like, he's got a sweet life. He's making more money now than he's ever made in his life. When his agent goes, well, I can multiply that by five a year. I can get you a five-year, $25 million contract. It's all just, imagine if you're making two hundred grand, and I go, guy, I can make you a million dollars a year. 
I mean, it's just that's it's a huge jump because you go, why does this guy want to leave? I, I wonder if it's just as simple as mo- that's a lot of money to turn. I guess down. why isn't that why most of them take that job? Most maybe coaches. that's what that's yeah, and that's maybe that's the unique thing, like you said about Josh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.